the theme of this month, and we, I've been ministering on moving forward in God. And God wants us moving forward, doesn't he? He doesn't want our faith to be stale. Amen. He doesn't want us, like I said last week, he doesn't want us just kind of in la-la land. He wants us, God wants us moving forward. One preacher said, ever increasing faith. And so God wants us to increase in our faith walk. Amen. And so really, um, this is a good, um, uh, this, is a, this is a good ministry title. And even, even if you want to move forward in the natural, you could take these keys and move forward in the natural. Number one uh, key to moving forward in the natural and I'm, or in, in the spiritual is that you got to know where you're at. Amen. You have to evaluate where you're at. Hopefully, we're at the first of the year and you're evaluating last year. You're evaluating where you're at and where you want to go. This year, I've been evaluating. I want to walk in more peace. How many people want to walk in more peace in here? How many people want to walk in more joy? Amen. How many people want to walk in more love? Amen. So that's, that's what I want to walk in. How, peace? Amen. And so this, this year is a year of peace and joy and love. Of course, that, that must have been my father's aspiration, too, to walk in more peace because he is with the Prince of Peace right now. Amen. And so I didn't know he was going to take these messages literally. But, uh, amen. But he did. Praise the Lord. And he's walking on the streets of gold right now. Amen. So we need to evaluate where we're at. You know, uh, there's two ways that we can evaluate where we're at. God can reveal to us where we're at. A lot of times God is revealing to us where we're at in him. Amen. And also we can come to ourselves. You know, when Adam and Eve, when they sin, they hid themselves behind the trees. And, you know, God sees everything. But God asked Adam and Eve, he said, where are you? Where are you? He knew they were behind the trees. Amen. But he, he's basically saying where, you know, God is asking us, where are you with him? Where are you in your walk with Christ? Where are you? Are you moving forward? Are you following hard after God? So, so I, I believe that we need to always be checking ourselves to see where we are in the faith. Amen. Amen. And are we moving forward in the faith? You know, uh, the prodigal son that uh, the story of the prodigal son was the son that left his father's house and went out on his own, did his own thing, went out and partied. And, uh, you know, he came to a point where he spent all his money and then all the partying was gone. Amen. And he ended up in a pig pen. But, you know, the Bible says that he came to himself. And sometimes, you know, I, I believe that when things aren't working and sometimes and when they're not working, that's the time when things are looking down, you need to look up. And you need to look up and you need to look up towards God because that's where your redemption lies. Amen. And so he, he, he thought about his father's house and he said, if I could just go back to my father's house, I could be just a servant. Amen. And you know what? That father from way off had his arms open wide for his son. Amen. And I'm going to say this. God is a restorer. He, he's not looking to beat you down this morning. He's looking to restore you. He's looking to love on you. He's looking to pour his grace upon you this morning. Do you believe that today? Amen. He doesn't want you hiding behind the trees. Amen. Amen. No, he wants you moving forward in him. Amen. And so, and, and so that's what we need to do. We need to keep moving forward in Christ. Amen. So we need to discover that. Um, you know, uh, the number two key in moving forward with Christ is knowing who you are in Christ. 
We talked about this last week, and, you know, a lot of people don't know who they are. They, 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 you know, you ask them, you know, who are you, and they will tell you their occupation, or they'll tell you, you know, their, their, their background or how they grew up or, their, you know, their ethnicity. But, you know, you're, you're not that. You, if, you're a, if you're in God, you're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. So, you know, you have to identify with your new nature. You know, like I said last week, we are, you know, we are a three-part being, if I may. We are a spirit. We live in a body. And we have a soul, which is our intellect and our emotions and our mind. And, you know, one-third of you is already perfect. That's the spirit part of you. Amen? Do you believe that today? And, and, and hopefully your body and your mind is catching up. Amen? The Bible says, actually, when we get saved, our mind doesn't get saved. Do you know what saves your mind? Amen? The Word of God. You sitting in here this morning receiving some word from God, amen, or from me, which I'm preaching it by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that hopefully your mind is being renewed and restored, amen. And so really, that's what God wants. He wants us to have a renewed mind, amen. He wants our bodies to be presented before him, as it says in Romans 12, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice unto him, amen, which is our reasonable service of worship. And so, so key number three, uh, and, and this is today's message, is that we need to understand what we have in Christ. What do we have in Christ? Because if we're going to move forward in God, we have to know, what we, what, you know, who, you know where we're at, who we are, and what we have in Christ. And if you have your Bibles this morning, open your Bibles to uh, Ephesians 6. Uh, we're going to look at verses 10 through 18 this morning. And uh, it says here, have you found it yet? I know I moved pretty quick. Glory to God for, for those I have it down here on my paper. Glory to God, so I'm a little ahead of you. Okay, you found it? E- Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, reading New King James Version. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having standing, therefore, gird your waist with truth, uh, having put on your breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench every fire dart of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So, so what do we have in Christ? You know, I was led to go here because I believe we have so much going for us to move forward in God. Amen? And one of the key things that we have going for us is that we have the strength of the Lord. And we have the power of His might. The Bible actually says, Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And so, listen, you know, you, you, don't say, you know, have you ever, have, ever went through the day and it's been a long day and you say, I'm tired? Don't say you're tired. 
say I'm sleepy. Amen. Don't, don't, don't say you're, you're all burned out. I'm burned out, you know. Don't say that. No, the Bible, the Bible actually says, tells us what to say. Amen. The Bible actually tells us to say that we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. I'm getting ahead of myself. But look at Ephesians 3.20. It says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in God. No. According to the power that works in us. So my question to you today, how much power do you have? How much power do you have to move forward in God? You have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ on the inside of you this morning. Amen. Can I get an amen there? Amen. Let me back that up with scripture because I got to back it up with scripture, right? Amen. Romans 8, 11 says it this way. But, in this, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells, you, dwells in you. So as you can see, there's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Th think about that. That's resurrecting yes. power. It raised Christ from the dead. That same spirit is abiding in each one of us. Amen. That's pretty powerful, isn't it, this morning? In other words, can I get out of my seat this morning? I'm going to have to get out of my seat. Amen. In other words, <laughs> in other words, I, I love preaching. I love my job. But anyway, in other words, we have the power of God. You don't have to go on willpower. Some of you are fasting 21 days and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold out. Well, you don't have to go on willpower. Go on spirit power. Go on the strength of the Lord. Amen. How do you do that, Pastor? How do you go on spirit power? Have you ever gotten on your knees? Just get on your knees. <laughs> Ask for help. You know, the, the, the famous one-line prayer. Help! Amen. Jesus, help me! Amen. And, and when you ask for help, he can give you spirit power. How many people are, are wavering a little bit in your fast? Amen. Well, don't raise your hand this morning. Amen. But you know what? Even if you're wavering just a little bit, because we are all fasting, amen, in here. Most of us are anyway. This is a year I did not give up coffee. But don't throw any stones at me, please. <laughs> don't judge me. Amen. Amen. I had my brother give me a cup of that good coffee that we serve out there. Amen. To, 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 it, see, if the spirit doesn't move you, the coffee, no. They say, they say in some churches, if the spirit's not there, you better serve more coffee and donuts. Okay, we'll continue. But the spirit is here. Thank you very much. Somebody, somebody help, help me out here. And so anyway... And so how do we maintain that power? How do you maintain the power of God when, when it seems like all hell is coming against us? When, when we seem to be running, you know, you know, with, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Have anybody out there burned the candle at both ends? When you do that, it never makes you any brighter. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Burning the candle at both ends don't make you any brighter. Amen. But God is here and, he, you, know, you know, God is our rest. Amen. The Bible says his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. Yes. And if you're burning out, it's because you're putting too much on yourself. Praise God. Can I say that again? 
If you're burning out, you're putting too much on yourself because his yoke is easy and his burden is like. How do we walk in the power of God, you may ask? Number one, you have to confess it. You have to confess that you're strong in the Lord. In Joel 3.10, it says here, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. So how do you overcome weakness in your life? You know, when you feel tired, you start speaking, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Don't say, I'm so tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Don't say that. No, say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Glory to God. So we have to confess the truth of God's word. Number two, uh, we need to praise the Lord until the joy comes. Amen? And then walk in the joy of the Lord, and you'll walk in the strength of the Lord. In Nehemiah 18, it says this way, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those who, for whom nothing is prepared. For this is a day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah was preaching the word and reading the law, and they started crying. <laughs> Back then in the Old Testament, I guess they were, they, I don't know why they started crying about the law. I guess they weren't walking in it. And, uh, but, you know, when you hear, hopefully when you come to church, you're not crying. Like, oh, woe is me, you know. Hopefully you're getting some joy in your life. Hopefully the word of God is bringing you up to another level. Hopefully you don't have to, when you leave church service, you don't have to listen to a country music song to get you up. Hopefully, you're getting, you're getting raised higher in these services. Can I get an amen in here? Praise God. The number two uh, way of going higher and moving forward in God uh, is what it talks about is that we need to gird our loins with truth. To move forward, we must walk in the truth of God's word. Amen. You know, my 11th commandment, you all know it, thou shalt not fool thyself. In other words, be honest with yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Most, lot of, some people lie to themselves. You look in the mirror and you're about 40 pounds overweight and say, yeah, I look good. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. Don't, you know, the mirror doesn't lie. Pictures don't lie. Amen. My brother and my sister-in-law, they took pictures, I, I think, at the beginning of of, of this year because they, they don't want to lie to themselves. Amen. In, in bathing suits. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? They don't want to, they, they want to get in shape for the summer. Amen. So, amen. So you don't, thou shalt not lie to thyself. Amen. Don't lie to yourself. A lot of people, they don't, you know, a lot of times, you know, faith does not bury its head into the, into the ground and say, I'm not looking at truth. Faith looks at truth. You have to look at truth. You have to look at reality. You have to look at, you know, you have to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to others. Amen? And, 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 you know, tell the truth. Amen? In John 8, 31, in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 31 32, uh, Jesus is speaking, and he says it this way. He said, then Jesus said to the Jews... Who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. 
And so, so if we understand this, that God's truth, and, and when you're in church, hopefully you have an open heart, amen, to hear truth. Hopefully truth is bringing you to another level in God. Hopefully truth is, is, is bringing you out of any darkness that might be trying to cling to you today. Hopefully truth is bringing you into the next level with God. Amen? And we got to have truth. I was, I was witnessing to this pastor and, um, a, a couple months back. And I was just talking to him about the scriptures. And he said to me, I don't like to read those scriptures. Why? Does he like, because he doesn't want to be held accountable for what he doesn't read. I don't like to read those scriptures. I said, but brother, I'm telling you right now what they say. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So in other words, you have a responsibility of what you hear. You see, there's nothing wrong with the seed of God's word. See, the, the word of God is constantly moving and going forth. But what might be wrong is something with our ears, hearing, and our hearts. And we've got to get our hearts pliable for the word of God to come in and change us. Look at your neighbor and say, get pliable. Amen. We've got to get pliable under the spirit of God. You know, you know the, when Jesus was teaching and he was ministering and uh, even preaching to the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you know, they were the religious folks of the day. You know, the Sadducees, you know the reason why they were sad? Because they didn't believe in the resurrection, right? That's why they were sad, you see. Sad, you sees. Okay, but really, that's true. They did not believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees did, but the, but the Sadducees did not. And so, but I'm glad that we believe in the resurrection. I believe, I'm glad that we believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. If you don't believe that, your faith is bankrupt this morning. You need to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. And the same spirit will raise us up. Amen. On that faithful day when he splits the eastern sky. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. And so we have to look at that, that, that walking in God's truth. Another way of, of saying this is walking in the light of God's word. When you walk in the light of God's word, you cannot stumble. That will help you to move forward in God is walking in the light of God's word. Psalms 119 verses 105 says it this way. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So listen, it's going to be very difficult to stumble in moving forward in God when you're walking in the light of his word. Amen? The Bible says when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of his son cleanses us from some unrighteousness. That's right, all unrighteousness. Amen. amen. Can I get an amen? amen? Somebody say, I'm walking in the light. Amen. Now make sure you're not tearing out parts of your Bible. That you don't agree with. Amen? I don't agree with turning my cheek for, the, for my enemy to slap me on it. I don't agree with that, but I don't tear it out of my Bible. I try to... Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Amen. I don't read it too often, though. <laughs> I only read the portion that says, Jesus, rain hellfire on these people. 
Can anybody relate to what I'm talking about today? Are you in here today? Are you awake today? Amen. Okay. Okay, we're going to, somebody say move forward. All right. We're going to continue to move forward, hopefully in this message this morning. And uh, number, uh, another way to move forward, we have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And, you know, I, I believe this is a twofold meaning for the breastplate of righteousness. Number one, God makes us righteous through the cross of Jesus. I call this the great exchange. Amen. Jesus, you know, received our sin on the cross so that we could receive his righteousness from God the Father. Amen. So uh, when he went to the cross, he, he became sin, the Bible says, so that, it, that righteousness may be imputed to us. That word imputed is the King James word. It means imparted to us. Righteousness is imparted to us. And righteousness is not just something that we work for. It's something that we receive by faith when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In other words, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So you're righteous today not because of your perfect acts and your perfect works. It's because of, it's because of Jesus' perf perfection, because he walked perfectly on this planet. He never missed it in one area. And he went to a godless cross, and then sin was imparted to him. He became sin. He never sinned. It's our sin was placed on him, but his righteousness was transferred back to us. Really, if you receive Jesus, and if you have received Jesus, in a sense, you were crucified with Jesus that day. Somebody say, the old man is dead. Amen. And so that means that that old person that sin nature man that you used to walk in is no longer there anymore you are a new creation in Christ old things are passed away and all things become new amen and so let's just sum this up in righteousness God has done three wonderful things to make us perfectly righteous in his sight he has ended our old life in Adam he has given us a new life in Christ and he has given Christ to us as our righteousness which is a gift. Amen. Say the righteousness of God is a gift to me. Now, now I said this is twofold because not only are we in right standing with God, but we have to pursue righteous living. Thank you for those two amens. The rest of you, I'm, you're going to be coming up because you're all backsliders. And you're like, I don't know if i got to pursue righteousness. Yeah, you got to walk upright. As one preacher said, you got to live shotgun straight. Have you ever heard that before? We need, a, we, need a, we need to walk the walk and talk the talk, you know. Jesus said, if our righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, we won't make it. Why? They were a bunch of hypocrites. I don't see any hypocrites in here today. You're walking with God today. You're in church today. Amen. Nobody twisted your arm. God didn't throw a lightning bolt down at you this morning to get to church. You came here freely. I, 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 I hope. <laughs> Some of you may have, been, may have came here kicking and screaming and crying. Amen. 
but I don't think that's this group. Amen? So we must pursue righteousness. Look at your neighbor and say, pursue righteousness. Amen. So how do you do that, pastor? How do you pursue righteousness? I'm glad you asked. 2 Timothy 2.22 says it this way. It says, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness. Hey, that's scripture. Amen. Let me read it again. 2 Timothy 2, verse 22 says it this way. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So what, when we do this, when we flee, you know, we have to pull Joseph when the, when the wrong temptations are coming our way. Remember Potiphar's wife came on to Joseph and what did he do? He, he ran. And there's only one place in the Bible that tells us to run. You know, really, there's no, you know, I'm talking about the armor today to move forward in God, but there's no armor for your back. Why? Because we never retreat. We're like the American flag, you know, those colors never run. Amen. I know you're getting something this morning. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? We have no, so we never run from the enemy. We always run towards the enemy. Amen? Like David did. Amen? But there is one time that you need to run, and that's youthful lust, and you better take up running. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? You better run and run from that. Glory to God. Because that will destroy your life. Amen? So it says here, so, so really, the key is that if we keep our conscience clear, then the accuser of the brethren will have no foothold in our lives. Because the devil is constantly trying to accuse us when we do wrong and when we mess up. Is that right? Amen. And sometimes it's not, the, it's not the outer man. Well, yeah, it's a lot of times it's the outer man, our outer man accusing us when we do wrong as well. Our hearts will condemn us. But the Bible says if our heart's not condemning us when we're walking right, then we have confidence before God. And when you have confidence before God, you're walking in high faith. And the devil doesn't want you to have confidence with God. Amen. So when you're walking right and doing the right things, it gives you confidence. Yes. Amen. It, it will make you bold as a lion. The Bible says actually it's the wicked that flee when nobody's looking. That should not be said of the righteous. No, the righteous are bold as a lion. Let me hear a growl from somebody. That's, no. Amen. Get, get into it. Help me out here. Roar like a lion. I think that's a song or something. Amen. So, so, so we have to continue to pursue righteousness as, as we do that. And another way of doing that is walking in the light, like I said earlier. And we have fellowship with one another. Amen. I'm going to say this. Um, understanding that the forgiveness of God is a key understanding of walking in the righteousness of God. We've got to understand that God's forgiveness is perpetual. It continues to keep going as long as we are, are examining ourselves and walking in the light. And if we see any darkness in our lives, we repent, which means we turn from those areas. And we keep walking in the light. And then we have perpetual forgiveness. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's perpetual forgiveness. Amen. So now, another way of moving forward in God is shodding our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And I believe that there's two meanings behind this. 
We, we as believers possess the gospel peace with God because of the blood of Jesus. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.